I'm thinking holes cut out in the side and yeah. big honking cocks just hanging out and, you know, yeah. random people. That's my interpretation. Maybe I'm a weirdo. Well, they certainly wouldn't have been using any condoms. <laughs> that's the Midwest, home sweet home in good old Indiana, place of small towns, cozy families gathered together, and fields of corn and rustic woods. But, like any town, there is a dark underbelly that often goes unnoted. We are part of that darkness. We lurk in the shadows to bring you the best in horror, metal, and stories of the grotesque. This is Blood in the Cornfields. Alright, welcome in, my fellow cellar dwellers. How's everybody doing? Hope you guys are doing great. <laughs> are you guys having fun? Is there <laughs> shit going on in your life? How is uh, how were the holidays? Ours were pretty good. Yes, say. pretty good. Pretty good, I would say, definitely. Uh, what about you? What do you got going on? You always start with me first. I, because it's just, I just defer to you. I don't know. It's okay. kind of my natural tendencies. I mean, that's fine. All uh, right, next episode, I will just take the lead. I will just bulldog you and just tell what's what's new for me. That's totally fine. Okay. I'm okay with that. <laughs> that works. But, um, yeah, no. Uh, holidays went pretty good. I know last time we talked about like new things coming in 2024. Yeah. Recapping the uh, year movies in mm-hmm. review, that sort of stuff. And Which um, too many people liked when evil lurks. I know we were just talking about that. <laughs> oh my that God. That has been so many people's favorite. Um, it's not mine. Uh, yeah. And uh, until the guy kicks the shit out of the kid. Oh, yeah. Then that's, well, that's great. You know. <laughs> it's my absolute favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but as far as like, I, I do want to say Lisa Frankenstein, the trailer dropped. Yes. And it looks fucking great. It does. It's Absolutely. 80s kind of theme, which I know we're, you know, fucking Stranger Things and all this other bullshit that came out. I think we're kind of oversaturated in 80s and stuff. But, but she's very much 80s goth. Diablo Cody? I, I don't know. Is that the actress? No. <laughs> I'm like, wait, I, I, what? I thought you were talking about like the okay, the Diablo Cody is the director. Oh no 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 or, no the, the, uh, lead, the writer the, the writer, lead the blonde haired girl. Oh yeah, the she lead. Very Catherine much Newton. has like yeah like different array of gothic dresses yeah. and like long and black and yeah. she looks fun. I yeah. love the way she looks. Um, very very awesome. And then uh, what blew my mind is Cole Sprouse is in this. He's the creature. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Zach and Cody? Uh, yes, I remember the show. Like yeah, back in the day. Or yes. I guess you know. <laughs> not saying you're old but no, no like, i definitely am it's big, okay d- big daddy like he yes. was a little kid yes in that and it was like okay well both the kids were like cole and what was the other kid's name whatever oh god name. you're asking me to remember shit uh, yeah that's never good but never um good. yeah no that looks like a good time i am excited for it yeah. i i want this i want this i, so I saw it too because the last episode you mentioned something uh-huh. and so i had said like so I thought it was a play on Lisa Frank, like yeah, the, like the, like the, the trapper, trapper keeper, keeper shit. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. I was like, wait, what? Like, how, is it going to have like bright, colorful unicorns and like I mean, it's all this sort of shit? Colored with the way her makeup is yeah. and shit. You but know? I think it's just like a like a kid Frankenstein thing or whatever. So I, I don't know, but yeah. yeah, that's what I thought it was a play on that. And mm-hmm. I'm glad it's not because how the fuck would you wean that into like a movie? I, I, mm, it'd be it'd I guess be weave, interesting. Not wean, yeah. weave, yeah, no, weave, weave that into a movie. You can wean it. <laughs> Ween's a pretty rad band, but you know, other yeah. <laughs> and and as far as like the the other trailer that was kind of interesting that I just happened to catch before a YouTube video, uh, it was uh, the first Omen. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. The way it was kind of shot was kind of music video based, and it looked. I haven't seen the. Trailer. It was kind of neat. I, you have you you have to check it out. I don't know if the movie's actually going to be good. Who knows? But the way it looked was just it was art artfully done. Like Sweet. it had this weird because you know and everything's inverse when it comes to demons and stuff like that. Yeah. So like the movie or like the scenes would play backwards. Yes. And it kind of gave this kind of creepy feeling, you know, I got the Catholic Church vibes and all this other stuff. And it looked neat. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see how it actually goes. Yeah. And it's been I mean, so I'm trying to think in my head. I know they did like a remake not too long ago. I want to say like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. One. 20 teens. Um, and it wasn't that bad. Um, I thought it was actually pretty decent. Wasn't it back in 2006 that they did the remake because they, they purposely wanted it to be released on 666? Could have been, because I just remember the scene with the, where they're all having a party and the little boy's out on the balcony and shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah. that's just what sticks by. It's all for you, yes. Damien! <laughs> <laughs> but... Uh, I got one other thing, but go 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 ahead. Let it rip. Okay. Let it rip. Uh, Keep it going. Night Swim, uh, released recently, is terrible. Don't watch it. (laughs) Ever. Please do yourselves a favor. It's not good. It's literally no different than fucking Lights Out that we had a long a while mm-hmm. back night swim as a matter of fact was a short move short movie like youtube movie. oh that's right and literally full length three minutes mm-hmm. and now they're dragging it out a whole it it's bizarre it's literally this fa- bad things happen this pool's fucking cursed and shit and there's like a creature living in there did they have like a like a blood ritual in the pool or something You'll have to see. Uh, but it's just, it's bizarre. And, like, it revolves around this, uh, this like, baseball player who's, like, he, he gets into an accident. But, like, the pool rejuvenates him and gives him strength and shit. And, like, he's like, we need to keep this pool, even though it's, like, potentially killing my kids. And it's, like... Hmm. It's, like, a Christine kind of thing with it, okay. too, where it kind of possesses yeah. a person. So, yeah, it's weird. Sweet. Yeah. So, I am excited for... First thing I'm going to start off with is uh, information just dropped about 28 years later. So the uh, 28 days later, 28 weeks later, now this is 28 years later. So they're starting actually production. And the thing that's got me hyped is Danny Boyle is going to be directing again. Some of you don't know, he did Slumdog Millionaire. He did Train Spotting. Um, 28 Days Later was like his first horror that I don't know ever, but I know that like he had not done any horror in quite a while. Like he did The Beach with Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Interesting. Like really, really, really good director. So I'm excited about that because he did 28 Days Later, was an executive producer on 28 Weeks Later, and then now supposedly is directing again. And it is supposed to be 28 years later. So, oh, and I've heard that they're going to spin it into something new after this, which Ah. could be kind of interesting. So, that's my first thing. So, it is a movie, it's not a series. It is a movie so far. Okay. Now, whether that changes during like early production, who knows? Yeah. Um, nerd part of me is excited about that uh, Motel Hell toy I showed you. Oh, yeah. That yes. thing looks bad. The Farmer ass. Fred. Yes. I will be ordering it tomorrow. Oh, I can't um, wait to see it when it comes Goblin out. House. A little shout out to him. He's got some good shit. So he just dropped a bunch of the new Toonie Terrors. Um, the new series has like Megan. It has the, <gasps> the Misfits. No uh, Crip- Crimson Ghost dude. It has uh, They Live with the Obey guy. Um, and Vincent Price. This, this series is pretty badass. So my walls are getting bare now. <laughs> I've got the Toonie Tears up, so I need to expand on that. Oh, that's so, too cool. Um, yeah, looking forward to that. 
Next thing is uh, when I was getting tattooed, me and Neil talked about doing cryptid shit. So we're going to be starting on some of that. We've had to kind of get organized with that. So cryptids will be later this year. We'll be doing, I think, a couple. And then I am also researching another true crime um, that is a doozy. I've I've been picking doozies. So this one's going to be really, really, really interesting. So Mm -hmm. I'll be looking forward to that pretty soon. Looking forward to some of these cryptos that are going to be doing, but I am also been looking forward to this episode that we are doing today. Oh, absolutely. Probably one of the ones that I've anticipated the most, so I'm pretty excited about that. And we have some guests here. We do. Without further ado, yes, let's do. start with you. <laughs> all right. Well, so my name is Andrew Bornfrager. Uh I've lived in Goshen pretty much all my life. Um, so I work with a series of nonprofits, uh, clubhouses. Uh, their communities of support for adults with a history of mental illness. Uh, awesome. I also work uh, as a programmer for Riverbend Film Festival, our local film festival. Awesome. And uh, have um, kind of had a lifelong uh, journey with the uh, Glory Bar and Hobart Freeman cult. Um, when I was in college, I actually contacted someone uh, to try and make a uh, documentary about it. Uh, and uh, that failed, and then uh, other attempts happened, and so... Uh, it's been over a decade of trying and trying and trying and just not being able to get uh, a lot of people involved. Uh, but uh, in that time, uh, I have gathered tons of information about it. It's mm. been sort of an obsession of mine. That's awesome. Um, has there been any documentary going? Yes. Yeah, has yeah. there? Okay, we'll, I just we'll didn't know if there was. Okay, cool, oh. cool. Very nice. Well, awesome. thank you for being yes. on the show. Thank you for, thank you for having me. And we have uh, a lovely guest. Adrian Sharp. Side. Yes, that's me. That's me. <laughs> local local eccentric Adrian Sharp. Uh, good. Yeah, I'm Adrian Sharp. I'm part of the band Brides of Neptune, which is a Goshen-based dark folk sort of group. Woo! We do a lot of uh, satanic themes and occultic and cultic ones. We have a few <laughs> songs that have to do with... Bart Freeman and his faith assembly and uh, yeah so I have some knowledge of it that I've gained over the years of talking with different people trying to do some research for uh, different songs and other projects and that sort of thing. So. Well, and you're kind of the inspiration of this particular uh, <laughs> podcast, this episode. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It should have been Andrew. He's so, much, <laughs> <laughs> he's so much more charming than I am. <laughs> well, you know, you had that awesome song that oh, yes, we I happened really to hear you uh, perform. Yeah. Uh, and it was very cool to actually hear a song about Hobart Freeman, considering, you know, the whole notorious Glory Barn mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. Because we all kind of had, if you've listened to our other podcasts, we kind of talked about it a little bit that we have had, you know, heard about it in our past and passing because it's just it's for lack of a better term, a local legend. People know about this. Uh, People have been a part of it. People's Mm. lives have been deeply affected by it and and torn apart. Uh. Uh, So let's kind of get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. Uh, Tell us. Before we cut too much. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I have to interject. No, go for it. You can interject. I'm just going to see, am I the only one that hears, when they hear the term glory barn, has certain images come to mind? (laughs) 
Because well, you're, you're talking about it's, it was a holistic approach to things, wasn't it? Because <laughs> yeah, because I'm look, I'm thinking holes cut out in the side and yeah. big honking cocks just hanging out and you know random people. That's my interpretation. Maybe I'm a weirdo. Well, they certainly wouldn't have been using any condoms. <laughs> okay, all right, cool. Let's Put just get that out of the way. Free in that regard. That's yeah. right. But that literally is the image in my head every time I hear the term glory barn. Yeah. So all right, I'm I'm cool that I wish I'm probably it, I wish the only was, one. I wish it was just a giant gay club in the middle of the field. That would be really cool. <laughs> would have been a lot better. I, I don't think Hobart Freeman would have enjoyed that. No? Okay. All right. <laughs> Secretly. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And Secretly. It's, it's just in my head. Okay, that, that's fine. I just had to get it out there to make sure. And any of you listening, you will now probably have that image. You're welcome. But yeah, that's just that's what comes to mind. So, all right, cool. Without any further ado, take it away. So I thought maybe we would start from the end and then work our way back to the yes. beginning. Oh. Uh, so this is the obituary of Hobart Freeman Ooh. from the United Press International, Sunday, December 9th, 1984. Ooh. Warsaw, Indiana. Hobart Freeman, leader of the controversial Faith Assembly sect that teaches members to shun medical care, died Saturday night at home. He was 64. Freeman, who founded the religious sect, which practices faith healing and shuns doctors and hospitals, apparently died in his sleep at his home near Shoe Lake in northern Kosciuszko County. Relatives told county authorities, including coroner Gary Eastland, Freeman had been ill about a month. Eastland said an autopsy showed Freeman, who had a history of heart disease, apparently died of severe cardiovascular disease and mild bronchial pneumonia. The coroner said there was no way to immediately determine whether medical neglect hastened death, but added authorities might know after results of tissue studies in a week or so. County police and Eastland were called to the Freeman residence where a daughter who was at her father's bedside said he died about 8.30 p.m. Saturday. The family said no doctors attended Freeman during his month's illness. Freeman was indicted October 17th on charges connection in connection with the death of a 15-year-old girl whose parents were members of the Faith Assembly and did not seek medical treatment for their daughter. The Kosciuszko County Grand Jury charged Freeman with aiding or inducing reckless homicide, criminal recklessness, and neglect of a dependent. He pleaded innocent to the charges. Two Faith Assembly couples have been convicted of child neglect and reckless homicide in the deaths of children who died without the aid of medical treatment. Authorities have said that as many as 90 deaths have occurred because members of the Faith Assembly based in northern Indiana followed Freeman's teachings and practiced faith healing without seeking medical care. Many of the deaths were among women in childbirth and young children. Freeman, born at Ewing in northeast Kentucky, studied at DuPont Manual Training High School near Louisville. He said he, he made a conversion to Christ in 1952 and began a dedicated and fast-paced study of theology. He completed graduate studies in 1961 and became an instructor at Grace Theological Seminary at Winona Lake near Warsaw. In 1971, he founded the Faith Assembly with Mel Grider at Wilmot. The sect claims more than 2,000 members in the Midwest. Wow. Right. Interesting. So I have a... 90 people. I have a couple interjections because I'm just curious. Yeah. As a funeral director, <laughs> um, who took care of him? Like, where where was his obituary posted at? Do you know? It, it appeared all throughout the country. Um, this was okay. the United Press International one. Okay. The Associated Press did one that appeared in the New York Times. Um, mm -hmm. There was a whole write-up in, like, some local things as well. Fort Wayne Sentinel had a big thing about it. And he, and you have to remember, he? this was right after the indictment, and the indictment was a huge thing. Yeah. Uh, there was also... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, I believe it was Nightline uh, who uh, did some kind of coverage on, on this. Good luck finding it, though. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. It's, it's hard um, to find. 
Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. It, so all the so he died in the eight, like eighty four. Yeah, is that what yeah. I heard? Okay. And you know, interesting huh. enough, you mentioned Gary Eastland was the coroner mm. at the time. Gary Eastland owned Eastland uh, Funeral Homes in Syracuse, which was actually a competitor of my cousin's uh, funeral Ooh. home oh. for quite a long time. So that's kind of neat, though. I didn't realize he was a coroner mm. during that. Did time. it say he had a house on Winona Lake? Oh, uh, Shoe Lake. Shoe Lake. Shoe Lake. Okay, had, I he just had, heard Winona uh, Lake. He had gone or had been a, uh, attended and been a professor at uh, at Grace College. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, my father had a house on Winona Lake or an art mm-hmm. studio or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cults as well. You know? yeah. 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 So going back to Hobart Freeman's history, mm-hmm. uh, so early on in his life, uh, Hobart had polio. Oh. Uh, and so he walked with a limb uh, throughout the rest of his life. Uh and yeah, very stiffly. He uh, was also it's also kind of ironic uh, that the man had so many health problems uh, mm. over the course of the years, uh, and still was a part of this faith healing movement. Yeah. Um, well, and his his fear, I would say, and hatred of doctors may have sprung from the treatments that he had received yeah. in his youth. Oh yeah. Um, he had been a very sickly child, and so mm-hmm. I think oh. that that may have certainly definitely <laughs> colored yeah. his view on yeah, the absolutely. medical profession. <laughs> So I think in his early 30s, I believe, uh, that's when he uh, he survived a heart attack. Uh, and he, Damn. he claimed his healing, uh, saying, you know, he um, he healed it with his own faith. Um, <laughs> and uh, he disposed of all of his medications and almost immediately suffered a series of angina attacks, uh, which eventually Damn. subsided on their own. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, he was a very sickly man, had a lot of health problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was going to say well, 64 isn't exactly that exactly old. That's exactly what I was thinking, yeah. yes. That is a very young age mm-hmm. to pass. Absolutely. But he was uh, he was strongly um, influenced by the Word of Faith movement. Uh, so this was a charismatic movement uh, that started in the 60s. Uh, there are a lot of um, fairly well-known faith healers uh, that were a part of this. Uh, he was a little bit of an outlier, though, uh, because he took a lot of that um, to a pretty extreme degree. Uh, and um, uh, in his time in Grace Seminary, uh, this actually led to him being expelled from the seminary. <laughs> I could imagine. Well, he he yeah. made it through the seminary and made him, once he was a professor. But once he was a professor, yeah. yes. And yes. He, went, he went far mm-hmm. enough off the rails off of Grace, which I don't know how familiar you are. They are to this day a bit, <laughs> a bit eccentric in their views. Yes, but, uh, they are. He was even by their standards way off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> So uh, he started, um, he was always a scholar. Um, one of the big things that I see in a lot of testimonies is talk about how he was very persuasive and very logical and formed this culture of um, logic almost. Uh, it, it was he was extremely, extremely good at picking apart uh, scripture okay. uh, ah. and using that to whatever end, right? This guy was just, he was a straight up scholar. Right, uh, and he, you know, he had multiple degrees. Um, he was a very intelligent human being. Uh, his demeanor is also described as very um, not shy, but uh, very uh, reserved. Reserved. We want to hear a little bit of his preaching, then. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Sure yeah, absolutely. There's not only a promise of uh, healing, but uh, of the individual, but of healing of the land and uh, the whole experience of the, of, of the entire person. All right, I want to deal tonight uh, with the subject of healing. I've found that many Christians can appropriate their healing, but occasionally um, 
Occasionally, those who, after they receive healing, do not always know how to keep it. She said she doesn't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, had never heard that God is in the business of healing today, knew nothing about this, and said she heard that tape where you said that you can pray for yourself, and you know, she was desperate enough that she was willing to try because the doctors couldn't help her, and he said she laid hands, she listened to that tape on herself, and said, I'm healed in Jesus' name, and instantly the power of God transformed her into a healthy person. He said she got out of bed, now she's attending the meetings every day. You can pray for yourself. So the, the what struck me about Hobart's preaching style is you're you're expecting someone, especially in sort of a charismatic movement, to be this, you know, jumping most, up and down, stopping. Yeah, and most speed. cult leaders yeah. have to be charismatic to and draw people in initially. Mm-hmm. He is not that way really? at huh. all. He is very even keel, and it's to me that's almost more like chilling. Because it's not what you're expecting. Yeah. To ah, interesting. These recordings, and there's hundreds and hundreds of them, were often used to punish kids. <laughs> so they make them sit down and Ugh. listen to yeah. Dr. Freeman's tapes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got a very dry voice, and it's like, God, yeah. damn. So if you ask someone who grew up in that, if when they hear that, it will immediately bring them back to being like That's in trouble crazy. with their parents. It That's gives crazy. me it gives yeah. me a little bit of PTSD because my parents were kind of the same yeah. way, but with lesser summer all teachings. Oh my goodness! Wow, <laughs> reaching into the time fog on that one. Yeah, I don't, this this guy was way worse than old Lester. On yeah, that. I mean he had his issues, but not like this guy. <laughs> this guy was <laughs> was something else entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so basically. Hobart Freeman tried in tried many different venues uh, for housing his uh, his church, right? Mm-hmm. So he had uh, one that was uh, started in his home, uh, and then uh, a congregation known as Faith Assembly, uh, which was um, that that was started uh, his home in Winona Lake. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, and, Interesting. Uh, during this time, it's said that he worked like fifteen to sixteen hours a day. Uh, seven days a week, uh, mm-hmm. and just nonstop uh, made all of these tapes, did all these writings, did all these sermons. Oh wow! Uh, and just you know, even even visited Israel uh, for a while to do some studying there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, within a few years, though, obviously he outgrew that uh, and found one in Claypool, Indiana, which was a, a little pink house uh, next to a water tower, um, and uh, it was. Uh, Eventually, too small again. Uh, uh, so they moved to a three-car garage. Wait, how many kids um, did he have? Do you have a lot of kids? Oh, uh, this is this is congregation. Oh, oh, con- yeah, oh yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. sorry. Yeah, dude, you're just thinking I'm he's sorry. mating all over. Yeah, the I'm place. like yeah, shit, yeah. dude. <laughs> Hobart's not a good. He had a daughter. I don't. He has that sultry voice. Yeah, <laughs> this may be something that we'll have to do in a round two if we get a bunch of comments. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but I know that he he definitely had a daughter. Hmm. Anyway, so in a lot of the uh, testimonials that I've heard about the er- early days of the formation of the Glory Barn, I hear about this guy Mac, uh, Melvin Greider, uh, and uh, he owned an old sheep barn that was in uh, North Webster, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he had been uh, holding like a coffee house ministry, uh, and this guy was a big burly biker type guy, oh, you know, okay. like hard drinking kind of dude uh, who had eventually uh, quit 
drinking uh, and becoming Christian. And um, oh, born again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, uh, this uh, this sheep barn became known as the Glory Barn. Uh, Freeman uh, dubbed it this, uh, and it attracted a lot of different kinds of people. Uh, initially, a lot of misfits, oh. uh, a lot of people who were on the fringes of charismatic uh, theology and things like that, mm. uh, and uh, also a lot of young adults. Uh, well, so in general, uh, wherever Hobart Freeman established a uh, congregation, uh, the locals were usually not very pleased. Uh, that was kind of a, a theme there. Uh, and uh, so, you know, with the Glory Barn being established, uh, there was uh, eventually a point where it was burnt down. Uh, oh, and there shit. were suspicions of foul play. I was going to say, how uh-huh. was it burnt down? Yeah. <laughs> so, this was the original building that gave the, the, the group the name Glory, the Glory Barn. Uh, and at the time, the, the area was, was fairly religious, but it was mostly going to be United Methodist uh, brethren, that sure. sort of thing. Yeah. Very uh, sort of mainline standard. A lot of stuff that's still around here today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, And I don't want to make it seem like it was sort of very irreligious area. It wasn't. Yeah. But they weren't this sort of thing. And when they encountered it, they were very... Upset and like when family members would would join it, a lot of times they would cut off ties with with others who wouldn't who wouldn't do it. So if there was a parent who joined or a child who joined, they might not be there for Christmas. They might not be there for this and and that that was really a lot of the hostility was coming yeah. from from That's that. That's very cultish. Yeah, 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 no yeah, kidding. yeah definitely, definitely. Uh, so uh, during the uh, the glory days of the glory bar, <laughs> the, the glorious days of the glorious bar, and Homer Freeman attracted so many people that it was absolutely overflowing. Hmm. Uh, this bar, this barn would literally rock. Oh my god! And they uh, thought it was they thought it was cool. They thought it was like, amazing. Oh, but it was structurally uh, unsound. <laughs> oh god! <laughs> Thankfully, oh. tragedy did not strike in that moment. Okay. Although, no. I, I wonder if they call the EMTs. Probably. <laughs> no, but a lot of the people there would travel long distances, like over an hour, maybe yeah. two hours, uh, wow. to get there uh, every Sunday morning. There would be long lines to get into the building. Oh my oh, god! It was absolutely huge, <clears throat> um, and uh, all of the young assistant pastors. Uh, as um, I've heard them referred to uh, most prominently, teachers is what he called his little acolytes or whatever. <laughs> they all sit in front uh, and uh, all had their little reserved seats. He very quickly built up this congregation. So uh, this led to about uh, 15,000 people in total uh, who were part of daughter congregations. Uh, there, the teachers that Hobart Freeman had... Uh, a lot of them would go to other places to establish yeah, to like churches. Spread their word and stuff. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, and so there, there were daughter congregations in Illinois, in Kentucky, Ohio, Michigan, Missouri, Tennessee, Florida, England, Australia, Canada, Switzerland, and Germany. Holy shit! Mm. So this that's not spread like wildfire uh, oh. for a while there. Um, but each one of those ones, uh, uh, those congregations, the further you get away from the epicenter of Indiana. Uh, the more different they are, the more they were just. They were under the brand, but they were, yeah, right. Yeah, they weren't, you weren't going to get some of the more eccentric practices that we'll get into later. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a lot of those eccentric practices, you know, involved um, uh, the teachers, yeah. uh, so to say. Uh, a lot of them kind of had their own characteristics and their own little quirks that made things uh. weird. Uh, so there's some things you'll hear about Glory Barn yeah. uh, that don't actually apply to the entire congregation. Ah. Uh, a lot of very disparate practices. 
if I may interrupt real quick, I, what when you were telling me a little bit about how it would divide families, I'm sure Hobart would use this fucking verse that I heard a lot. It was uh, from Matthew 10, 34 through 36. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father and daughter against her mother and a daughter-in-law, blah, 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 blah against their household. I'm sure he used that. And it's like, that's okay. That's the Lord working. Well, he that splitting will not forsake, families apart. He that will not forsake father and mother is not worthy of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, he would he would do this all the time. But more than you, more than most people would do this. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Damn. So a lot of what they uh, emphasized uh, in their teachings uh, involved uh, works of the Holy Spirit, uh, claiming prophecies. Uh, miraculous healings. The claiming was the important thing, yes. <clears throat> yes, the That's claiming. The claiming of it. Was you want to mm-hmm. say a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> the the idea of the power of of God or the, the spiritual world or whatever was that it was all around us, but that we had to claim it. And by claiming it meant to find a uh, verse in Scripture that that would activate <laughs> this. So if it was uh, if it was a kid having an asthma attack, if it was uh, losing a job, if it was uh, your car breaks down or something like that, it was finding the correct spell to say. So it, it, it was, is spe- it is basically it was, witchcraft. It, it was it, yes. Yeah. Well, but I mean, of course, you would say it was the opposite of witchcraft. Well, of course, he would. <laughs> but it was finding this esoteric sort of secret spell to say in the moment that would if you had enough faith would work mm. so it'd like fix the problem mm-hmm. yes hmm. it's kind of like a like, but when it failed it was because you didn't you have enough faith didn't have enough mm-hmm. faith absolutely yeah. Yeah. yeah and i think that was one of the big mm-hmm. things that really uh, set hobart freeman apart from a lot of the other faith healing uh, organizations is that failure uh uh, there are a lot of um, you know uh, Christian denominations that will uh, practice you know the the idea of uh, you know praying over someone right right mm-hmm. uh, hoping for <clears throat> covering it in the blood of Jesus and but, but the yeah, opposite that. implication yeah. isn't as often uh, distressed and mm. in this case and oftentimes in those organizations they'll do the the claim the blood and then they'll go to the doctor. Ah, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, they're sense, like, I'm yeah. having, you know, yeah. a study done for, I, I'm worried I might be have cancer or something like that. Yeah. So they'll do prayer over them and then they'll go do that. Yeah. This right. would have said that if you went to the doctor, it showed you did not have faith in Christ. Oh, yes. shit. You, know? ah. and you, were, you were going, you were appealing to sorcerers and, and magicians and witch, witches. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Who's really the one practicing witchcraft? Though? I know, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, usually they, it's the one accusing everyone of witchcraft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to movies. That's what that is. <laughs> so, um, I, I have a quote here about uh, Freeman's teachings. Uh, I'll just go ahead and read this quote. Uh, so, Freeman's teaching also generated a social dimension, a sense of community care, cohesion, exclusiveness, superiority, and persecution grew with the breadth, authority, and enthusiasm of his teachings. Those with divergent doctrines, beliefs, or practices either conformed or were excluded. Outside interactions grew less and were sometimes uh, severed over these issues. Evangelical outreach shriveled. So while legalism was denounced from the pulpit, it was practiced amongst the congregation to the extent that it has been described as cultist tendencies. Mm -hmm. These teachings were comprehensive and logical, including the roles of women, uh, music, jobs, medical science, government, 
the military, education, birth control, sports, and holidays. Christmas being condemned as a pagan festival was one of these things. <laughs> Sweet. Of course. Because, you know, like, friends of Christian groups love to hate on Christmas. I heard even Thanksgiving was not was mm-hmm. not allowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like the Jehovah's Witnesses. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Although I think oh, they had birthdays. Did they have birthdays? Um, I'm not actually sure about that. I'm not sure. I don't they think they do. So I actually know somebody that was Jehovah's Witnesses. No, Jehovah's Witnesses won't. Oh, do no, yeah. no. But I think, I, I think this group also... Did not oh. birthdays. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, Jehovah's Witness does said it was pagan, you know. Pagans also drank water and breathed air, yeah. so, so <laughs> drinking water is also pagan. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, in addition to that, um, uh, the role of a woman in the church uh, was to be a wife and mother uh, and was seen to be most noble and uh, one of the most worthy callings. Uh, however, Aww. everything else... <laughs> That we've heard about the glory barn uh, kind of indicates the opposite. So there, are, there were a lot of teachings like that uh, that were sort of not practiced. Uh, yeah. Not practice what they preach. They didn't practice what they preach. You know, that's how it happens. Yeah, but um, uh, there was also a lot of uh, joking around, or not not so joking around, but just observation uh, from people in. Uh, Local communities that they all kind of look the same. Uh, oh, all, how so? Yeah, so yeah, they all, the stereotype of them. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so, what's that? So, so they had an outfit. Yeah, they had a code, like a dress code. Sweet. Basically, yeah. Uh, so, for example, one quote here: "A typical faith assembly family on their way to church consisted of a man who was probably a construction worker carrying a notebook and a Bible under one arm and a diaper bag over his shoulder. He would be walking with his wife." who would be wearing a denim skirt and carrying a baby with several other kids in tow. They would also drive a van. And the wife was probably pregnant, too. Yeah. <laughs> Barefoot and pregnant. Yeah. Uh, she probably wore the shoes, but yeah. yeah they always <laughs> drove a van. Yeah, that was the standard. That was a the van. Thing. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you got to carry all them things? kids. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, was, it was one of those things that wasn't really doctrine-related. Uh, it just sounds like a typical Catholic yeah. family. I'm sorry. I'm Catholic. <laughs> I get it. Like... I know the stereotype. I've been to a number of masses. Uh, as we've mentioned before, um, the locals, wherever Hobart Freeman went, uh, were usually not very, you know, not cool with the dude, right? Yeah. Because yeah. uh, people were dying. Uh, so uh, in 1974, there was this woman, Barbara Klaus. Uh, she was a, a nurse uh, in Kosciuszko County. Uh, she wrote about her concerns uh, about um, uh, these congregations not receiving medical care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she says, quote, Diabetics were not taking their insulin. Oh, jeez. And pregnant women were receiving no prenatal or postnatal oh my care. God. That's they so are scary. dead babies and live babies next to each other on the altars and praying over That's them to get juju. the live babies to bring life back to the oh dead ones. I hate that so much. That hurts me. And there was one woman in our county praying over a baby for four days before the funeral home got a hold of it. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. Baby. So, I'm sorry. That just, like, trauma all coming back as a funeral director. And, of course, I'm always the one that takes care of the children. And I I adore being able to do that for families. And it's very hard now being a mother. Um, But... The thing is with infants, if you don't have them embalmed ASAP, they go quick. They are literally almost all water. So I can't imagine more fluids than I can't imagine. I don't even know how old this baby was when it when they died. There were a few stories. There was uh, some of other children as well. (sighs) The 
the frightening thing for me was how did he think this would work? Like he lays, so picture we are in this 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 room and there's an altar. <laughs> And there is a dead child laying like next to a, a live black child. Metal song. Right? Oh my god! Trinity with me now. So a dead child laying next to a live child, and he's saying these things in my fantasy. He's saying it in Hebrew because he was a professor of Hebrew. Mm-hmm. And you hear, <gasps> and you look, and the dead child is alive, and the live child is dead, and he looks at the parents and says, "A life for a life, a soul for a soul." Oh my what? god, dude! <laughs> I see it. I see it. But like. What, what? How is this going to work? You know, yeah. like, what, like, what, and who's putting the live baby next to like this? This, this is this is madness. <sighs> My big question is, uh, there have to have been tons of examples of this stuff not working. Yes. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And yet they still kept doing this, and it was still, you know, you're a failure if you, yeah. you know. Well, Andrew, you were talking about how he had no evidence of miracles, and I've heard of various cult leaders, including some some weird things with Manson, some weird things with, with Jim Jones, where you can't quite explain it. Even like Joseph Smith, where there were things where it's like, how did you know this, or how did you do this? Mm-hmm. And I, you said that there was nothing like that with, <laughs> with, with Freeman at all. Was there ever a time in Freeman's life where like, okay, he had polio for a long time. Was he just begone, healed of it? No, no, well, he had polio as a kid, and, you know, uh-huh. when he had polio, it just... Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if, like, life. later yeah. on, as yeah. he experienced something in his teenage youth he or something like that. He experienced something at the end of his life that was associated with that. Thing. Oh, okay. 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 Good gotcha. to that, yes. But did, so did he ever... And so, like, was there any... Did he ever claim he was a prophet, or was there any yes. of that element? They well, called okay. him that. They, he was called a prophet. Okay. I, I'm sure he wasn't objecting too loudly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I don't think he was really deified, uh, okay. anyway. I, I don't think he... He was seen as the... as as speaking the for their god, though, right? Hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. sort uh, of the a primary intercessor, sort of a Muhammad kind of figure, as opposed to uh, a uh, Christ kind of figure. Gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay. If we're okay. using that, that makes sure. sense. We're no, using analogies in yeah. this. Yeah. No, but that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, uh, going back to uh, this woman, Barbara Klaus, uh, she also uh, her concerns were supported by local hospital statistics from 1975 to 76, which suggest that women from the the congregation uh, were uh, over 60 times more likely uh, for their babies to die in childbirth oh, uh, than God, the I average you know, uh, woman who gives birth under medical supervision. Uh, and so that was a big thing uh, for the Department of Health and Human Services. I can um, imagine. Obviously. Uh, and so this led to a whole thing of, like, uh, the CDC investigating and uh, uh, there's... Um, yeah, there's a lot of you know technical documentations around like, all I'm, of that that are oh, publicly available. Damn, I'm all for natural birth because that's how I had Casper, but mm-hmm. it's like that's going way too fucking yeah, far. Right. Well, but, they but would if went wrong. You would have gone to a hospital. Exactly. Even the use of, of midwives to an extent was was frowned upon. So that's if, nuts. If a child had been born a hundred years earlier in say Warsaw, they would have had a better chance at living. That the infant mortality wow. rate among the local populace a hundred years earlier was lower. <clears throat> That it was That's because crazy. they didn't they didn't take any of the precautions they would have even known of then. Yeah. Oh my god! Like and especially with wild. these being like young women that are just kind of because you said a majority of them were like young people that joined well, this congregation and that's just so scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my god! Yeah. And so you know, I mean, obviously they were of childbearing age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and they wouldn't have been doing in vitro fertilization or anything. So <laughs> they would have been, you know. Oh, I just can't imagine as like a new mom like going through this shit. That's terrible. Absolutely. So speaking of, yeah, my aunt is actually uh, 
what really sparked my interest in the Glory Bard in general. So she uh, was a, a part of the cult. Uh, oh, wow. In the, um, I believe, early 80s is when she joined. Uh, and that's uh, around when her son was born. Uh, and she, uh, as I found out this morning, uh, was actually there uh, upon Hobart Freeman's death. And he died in 84, um, right? Uh, 84, yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, uh, she's had a lot of interesting stories. She's also corroborated a lot of things. Uh, so, for example, the babies mm-hmm. on the altar, she witnessed that. Oh wow. More than that. Uh, at least uh, from what I understand. Oh, my um, God. Uh, she's been reticent to talk about a lot of this, uh, for sure. Uh, she eventually fled uh, after Hobart's death. Um, uh, but uh, she also told lots of stories about uh, things like um, uh, one particular teacher talking very explicitly about how we have to dress our babies modestly. Uh, no floral print or, you know, anything frilly uh, with no direct reason why. But, you know, it was, it was all about modesty. I don't like that. It's all that. about modesty. <laughs> For yeah. a baby! Neither did my aunt. And uh, this was... <laughs> That was, I think that was her first, uh, I think she said that was her first big red flag. Uh, no kidding. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. no. Absolutely. But uh, uh, also, uh, as soon as the news broke about uh, the investigation on Hobart Freeman mm-hmm. and the Glory Barn cult, uh, she was still going. And uh, she actually used to recall an incident where uh, there were news reporters uh, in helicopters um, above, mm. you know, above the sky. And uh, her actually, you know... Everybody covering their heads, yeah. running, you know, to their cars uh, to try and get away, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So it became this big thing uh, for a moment uh, in the news uh, nationally. Damn. Uh, and uh, so she was, she was witness to that. Um, and so, uh, right when this stuff was getting publicized um, uh, in 1980, uh, I think it was the first instance of this. Uh, there were uh, a bunch of. Uh, people who were, I think they were having uh, a service, uh, and somehow uh, the glory barn itself caught on fire. Uh, and they were rocking, they were rocking too much, man. Called on fire. Actually, during a worship, oh dang it, lighting them candles. There were minimal, uh, minimal injuries. Um, there were two boys who suffered burns. Uh, rescued. Jesus. Um, so the, this is the one where the building was a total loss. Then, right? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they were. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so <laughs> no. 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 Right, no right, cool. Fire, cool. fire brigades from yeah. uh, three different counties showed up, but not like, the EMTs. We're not treating any of you. Get out of here. But they fought the blaze for you know, about two hours, and then the North Webster's fire officials described the fire as of suspicious origin. Nobody. Uh, has been charged, uh, but you know, you you put the dots together. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty obvious something happened there. And this was Arson, still a miner's property, yeah. right? Yes. Is, mm-hmm. And they were, I believe, at this time there had been quite a falling out between the two men, and yeah. there was. Oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. So I don't know, but pick pick one. Yeah, <laughs> like there were a bunch of people that. Wanted so to there see were. This so <laughs> there were. So Hobart got in it with another person. Or another teacher? It had or? been Hobart's, uh, Hobart's, Hobart Freeman's um, friend, Mel Grider, who had... Oh, okay. Been, who owned the, the Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, uh, okay. The big, yep. the big the burly guy? dude. Yes, the okay, Mac. all right. All right. Yeah. Mac. <laughs> Good old Melvin yeah. Grider. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Hobart Freeman actually was formally charged uh, with aiding and abetting 
some of these deaths, um, uh, as uh, it was mentioned in his obituary. However, he died right before he was tried. He'd been arraigned, but he was, oh, yeah, the, the, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he pled, yeah, he pled not guilty. I don't know what his defense was going to be. I, don't, I guess death was his <laughs> yeah, defense. Right? You know, maybe that was the plan. I don't know. So uh, he developed a gangrenous leg. Uh, it was ulcerated. Ew. Uh, and um, uh, and uh, also bronchial pneumonia and uh, congestive heart failure. Which, yeah, he uh, had the is heart issues. Hobart did? Yeah, yeah that, that's what, uh, you know... Oh my! He went to his death. Oh my he was God! By the gangrene, uh, and that's he why they needed the time. That's why they needed the tissue. Uh, the tissue samples that was mentioned in the in the obituary. Oh my God! Yeah, that makes sense. If, 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 if medical negligence had led directly to it, and yeah. <laughs> yeah. interesting, because I know congestive heart failure uh, uh-huh. can have fluid that drains throughout the body and yep. the lower extremity. So mm. I find it interesting yeah. that his leg was infected. And the fact with the gangrene, like you, you know, usually if you get seat medical. Medical attention, you get that baby cut off, you know. Yeah, if it's really bad. Yeah, it's like, well, did he have someone saw it off? I mean, or did he just like <laughs> right? With, just did he just rock with this rotten leg? I bet he smelled terrific. <laughs> oh, he had to. <laughs> he had to. Him. Well, that would have <laughs> knocked people over. Makes yeah. this even more, uh, uh, yeah, a little more smelly. Uh, smelly. One of the big things was that he refused to even allow his bandages to be removed for oh. the wound to be cleaned. Oh my fucking god! Hmm. So yes, you can imagine what that smells like. <laughs> and I'm Disgusting. Sure it wasn't great. Delicious. Um, yeah. <laughs> All <laughs> sirs and big old bumps and shit that are filled with fluids and nastiness. <laughs> Lots of pus. Ugh. I'm hmm. sure. I feel I really feel it for the funeral director on that one, right? dude. I that is all I'm thinking about. God bless the funeral director that took care of this man because that sounds awful. <laughs> I bet they're like, you know who this is. They're like, no fucking way. No, nope. yeah, right. No like, oh shit, it is. Oh, fuck. oh god, you're like, you want to see something fucked up. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course you do. Kinda. They're showing everybody in like the in, in the in the office. Think, like, come here, come I here. I think I need a second opinion on this one. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> so while he had this gangrenous leg and was uh, struggling, he actually still preached. Uh, he preached yeah. sitting down. Uh, he, I, I believe, he preached all the way up until days before his death. Hmm. Uh, and so he, Jesus Christ, let it stop him. You know what? Was really determined. I'll give him the you know credit for that. Like. He, Good job, dude. Good on you. You're dedicated to your his, craft. He believed his bullshit. He really did. Yeah. Yeah. Was, he wasn't a charlatan. Yeah. yeah. Hey, so I will give that to you, at least, you know. Conviction, you know. You're a terrible person, but <laughs> good on you. <laughs> Way to see it through. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, um, obviously, it, the prayers didn't work, and he died, right? Mm-hmm. So, I, um, my aunt uh, was a part of the uh, group of people of... Uh, of the congregation who uh, were praying over him. Uh, and um, so she actually recalled a time uh, when one of the teachers finally came out and said, you know, Har- Hobart Freeman has passed away. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, he's finally gone. Um, and how long did it take all... before they told the police? That's what I'm wondering well, too, man. Uh, it was 13 hours. Ah! They prayed over him for 13 hours. So that's why they did the auto. They, yep. they insist on doing an autopsy. Absolutely. Because that makes in the sense. religion, that would have been seen as an evil thing, but they're like, nope, we're doing this because they thought. Legally, yeah. You didn't tell us for this amount of time? Yeah. Like, what are you hiding? What else are you hiding? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to make sure that he wasn't. 
Mm-hmm. Murdered. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know how autopsies were done in the 80s, but mm. I'm sure there was a different method compared to now. But, you know, typically, you know, you go through blood draw and stuff like that and you get that tested. And that alone takes quite a bit of time. Mm. But I'm sure just looking at him and the neglect that he had mm-hmm. would have obviously told them, oh, no, this is natural causes. Let the doctor sign off on this shit. They would have looked at the leg and been like, oh, yeah. That did. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, then looked at his oh, no, like, well, oh, yeah. I guess he never saw a doctor, so a doctor would never sign off. It'd be the coroner. So. Yeah. He would have yeah. had an iron triangle of doom <laughs> with, the, with the with the heart, the uh, the lungs, and the, yeah. and the leg. Yeah. No kidding. Sorry. Go ahead. So uh, when uh, one of the teachers came out and finally announced his death, uh, he punctuated that statement with, "And it's all your fault." Yeah. Because you stupid you bastards. Yeah, you didn't pray hard enough. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I, my aunt was actually a part of it. Said every and pastor it was all your that, fault. You know, has blamed <laughs> yeah. other people. You know, yeah. you didn't pray hard enough to get your relative to walk up and you know get a get better from their illnesses. Yeah. And so uh, he was buried in a pine box. Uh, there was no public viewing, uh, and there was no graveside or memorial service at all. He, he was supposed to be maybe like whispering, like maybe he is immortal. Right? Mm-hmm. No, but he could so, be the eternal king. Mm-hmm. Or so his wife, June Freeman. Um, it said that uh, dude had a wife. Yeah, oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Somebody had sex with this man. Yeah, with oh, wait, the rotten with leg. The with the rotten leg. Yeah, no, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, that would just blew my mind. He had a fucking wife. <laughs> and uh, yeah. uh, for let's see, I believe it was uh, for a few months, uh, maybe two, a few weeks. Uh, she left his suit. Uh, at the end of the bed, uh, thinking that he would rise from the grave at some point uh, and have need of it. Yeah. Uh, she's still, uh, for a long time, believed that he was going to come back. Ma'am. You know, if, he still might. He still might. Sure, you know, still He's Ma'am. just, just waiting for that right time. If that it's fucking kind of happened, <laughs> if that <laughs> fucking happened, run for the fucking hills. That ain't him. <laughs> That's or, not him. Well, I mean, in a, in a normal, well, about a year or so, it'll be the 50th anniversary in December of this year. Oh, so. okay. oh shit. Just in time for after the election. There maybe. we go. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, we need a zombie Hobart shirt. Oh my god, wouldn't that be fun? Yes. Oh my god, coming to you very soon in our merch. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, Uh, but yeah. So I mean, after his death, uh, everything kind of fell apart. Uh, There were uh, a couple of pastors who uh, told the congregation, you know, hey, Hobart Freeman was wrong. We're leaving, Mm. Uh, and so they formed their own churches. uh, And then there were some that were. Still faithful to Hobart uh, to varying degrees, ah. uh, and so it really just everyone fractured. Uh, there's a, there's still faith assembly, a faith assembly still does exist. However, there are also a bunch of other denominations using yeah. the same name because it's a pretty generic name. It is right. I was going to say know, there's a faith assembly and like it's like a Church of Christ, yeah, yeah. or you know something like that. Uh, it's uh, so, of course. So, if you see the name Faith Assembly on the side of a building, don't think that they're like putting dead babies next to live babies. <laughs> right. They're probably. Or are they? Yeah. Or are they? <laughs> yeah. like maybe they do it in the basement. Dead, and dead, the dead. The plot twist. Let's be real. Yeah, right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, so, all of these people were, were fractured, and there was a lot of shunning in the church, too. Uh, so, uh, afterwards, there was a lot of like uh, people searching each other out. Uh, after many years, 
uh, because they had been estranged. Oh. Um, so there was some of that. That's sad. Um, there was a Facebook group uh, that I'm a part of uh, that uh, is actually about 700 people uh, from uh, all over the place uh, who uh, were a part of the Glory Barn cult in one way or another. Mm. Uh, and um, uh, when you look at the posts there, uh, some of them are people trying to find each other. Oh. Uh, some of mm-hmm. them are uh, people posting memes about cults. Some of them are people talking about how uh, they really liked this part of Hobart Freeman's teachings, but not this part. Uh, some of them are um, just straight-up testimonials uh, as to what happened uh, to each individual person, and they're really disparate uh, oh. and really uh, disturbing in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's just... There's so much of just, this out there. Just out of just out of curiosity, and also just to kind of give our viewers a little bit of uh, an idea of kind of the things that they went through, um, because that's one of the things that we like to focus on yeah. on our podcast is the victims. Mm-hmm. Because this is a real person that did this to a lot of people. Um, And with respecting, you know, these individuals as far as like their testimonials, uh, can you give us a vague example of maybe what some of those testimonials were, of course, without sharing? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, well, so the big common thread that I noticed even when I was a kid uh, is that anyone that I knew who was a part of the cult uh, or had a family in the cult, uh, were probably divorced good 80% of the time. Really? Uh, now, there, there were a lot of reports about things like uh, not necessarily Hobart Freeman himself, but his teachers uh, calling people out from the pulpit. That was one of the things they would do. Uh, uh, so, for example, it was it, it was basically like uh, slut shaving. Yeah, no kidding. The pulpit, uh, out loud in front of everyone. You get an um, A. <laughs> it, was, it, it was like that. Well, I have a, an example of one of the the more sort of the darker <laughs> ones of these. Uh, there was a family that was from Lima, Ohio. Uh, the father had been a uh, doctor um, and abandoned his profession when he found the Ooh. true faith. <clears throat> oh. And uh, so they stayed with that. His father, who had been wealthy, one of the only black doctors in, in, in that area of Ohio at the oh. time. Uh, he then uh, took the family out to, to Indiana and um, he would find work just doing like anything, working at a gas station, maybe sometimes in a factory yeah. or something. But he couldn't really hold a job down. He was so obsessed with with the religion. But the uh, the person who was talking in this, his his brother became very very ill, and his father uh, one time, well, he heard him basically screaming Bible verses at him, and then he found out that he had died that night. Mm, so it's, it's a very God. like tragic thing because his father could he knew what was happening yeah mm-hmm. but he wouldn't believe with his own eyes what he was seeing that's I mean, so sad to have all this training to have all this knowledge and to willingly do this Just to not. your into your yeah. own to your own son oh my god so that broke the religion for this for this guy and he was yeah. he was out I think I guess to go back in time again mm-hmm. uh, so when I was in uh, when I was at Ball State. I was uh, I was there to study film, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, I had always been fascinated by the Hobart Freeman thing. So uh, there was a guy that I met on Facebook uh, named Josh who um, had said something about a documentary, mm-hmm. and so I reached out to him. Uh, and so we talked for a while. Uh, we tried to get some testimonials, uh, get get some people on board, but you know I was young and he was also not a filmmaker, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, there was. It was just too difficult, and eventually that was abandoned. But Josh didn't give up. Josh uh, has been a part of, I think, 
three different uh, initiatives. That's uh, awesome. To get uh, um, uh, a documentary made. Uh, one of them actually has a trailer uh, with him in it. Oh, really? Uh, but it was, um, yeah, the, the Friendly Atheist, I believe, published the trailer. Uh, but it never never saw the light of day. Mm. Uh, probably funding and also lots of logistical things, too, regarding the cult. Uh, for example, people's willingness to come forward, uh, which is uh, really just it's difficult. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I can't imagine. Yeah. And I've, I've been a part of a few others, too. Um, and it's I, I know of one other uh, that um, uh, there's a woman who is doing a short documentary. Oh, uh, been trying to. and has a lot of really good witness testimonies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a friend of mine uh, talked with her. However, uh, he um, wasn't able to share a lot because she's trying to, you know, yeah, keep this. It's kind of you know, under wraps right her, now. I totally get it's that. It's her project, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it's. I am still blown away that this is our like dirty little secret uh, here in Goshen, Indiana. Yeah, yeah no uh, kidding. It's not really Goshen necessarily. Cosgasco County. Cosgasco yeah. County, yeah. basically. Northern Indiana. Yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. say that. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's, yeah. I still, you know, I hear people uh, talk about how, you know, oh, I, I had no idea this existed uh, when they hear about it. Uh, and I also hear people say, oh, yeah, my, you know, aunt, uncle, uh, cousin, whoever was a part of it. Right. You know, uh, all the time. Mm. I, I would say of the people I know here in Goshen, it's like 30%. Yeah. Uh, uh, the people I know have mm. some kind of a fringe connection mm. to this. So this mm-hmm. this really impacted a lot of people. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, one of the things I wanted to say here today was if anyone is seriously interested if we can get a real crew together, I'm still looking to do that. Yeah. I'll try Fuck yeah, as many let's times do it. As I can. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, and uh, yeah, at uh, the very least, uh, I feel like this story needs to be told in some venue. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. It is part of our history as Indi- Indiana's history. It's ingrained in the Northwest right now. Like I, I, I shared this on the podcast before in Milford, we had people that were active members of the Glory Barn. That was like you know who so and so's grandparents or whatever was part of it or whatever. Um, and it was like such a pariah thing. Like you'd you'd hear whispers like, "Oh, they were part of the Glory yeah. Barn." Yeah, and it's like, and it was such a such a thing. I thought Glory Barn was kind of a slur. The property yeah. was yeah. the assembly. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they never. I don't know that they ever used the word Glory yeah. Barn. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was that was always. Oh, you're a uh, Glory but, Barn. But, uh, uh, Glory Barn, though, I, I think was uh, the specific used by them very specific to that one to that building. one building. Uh, yeah. That makes sense. But they, it, it it became that the name that everyone. Would call them like the derogatory yeah. name. There's yeah, a glory yeah. church, and like, <laughs> yeah. like and like sit near Syracuse. Is there it, a little hole in the wall? No, it's like it's got a long path. That's funny. It's got like a long ass path, and like my husband and I have drove past it a couple times. Like, is that the new glory barn? Did they just rename it? Like, what's going on? Yeah. Any any other parts we're missing? Yeah. Well, well, I'm, I'm sure we're missing yeah. the but, whole entire thing. This is such a deep rabbit hole. Oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Right. Um. Yeah, um, there's a lot of there's there's uh, some podcasts, some other podcasts. Oh yeah, those uh, on this topic as well. I don't remember the names right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can actually uh, link you if you want. Absolutely, let's do uh, that. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's interesting uh, to hear about this and just like to get more insight on it. Because like I said, as a local legend, we all knew mm-hmm. about it. We all knew somebody that was involved in it, but we didn't know like the actual story yeah. behind it <laughs> and like the terrible person that was behind it all. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so thank you both so much yes. for being here with us. <laughs> thank you. Um, yes. We want to do a plug, though. Plug whoever yes, you want. Yes, Let's yes. start with Andrew. So, man, I haven't written in a while, but uh, uh, my film criticism website is uh, Cinephiles Without Borders. Is that you're really um, fucking good? I currently uh, uh, have been making music uh, under the name Olivia Newton Sinclair. Also <laughs> really fucking good. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. Riverbend Film Festival. Check it out. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, I'm a programmer there, and... Yeah, it's a really, really great time. It's cool. Riverbend Film Festival is so awesome. It's just like our own like little independent film festival. And it's like, how many other towns can you say have that? Yeah, especially a town of 30,000. Exactly. Yeah, the middle of the Midwest. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I think my, my biggest dream is that within the next couple of years, someone makes a documentary about the Glory Barn and we get to screen it. Mm-hmm. That would be so fucking cool, dude. Cool. And it makes its rounds. Mm-hmm. That would be amazing. Well, let's make right. it happen. Listening, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, uh, so I uh, have some new content coming with Brides of Neptune. We have a new album coming out, uh, Brides of Neptune, Behold a Great Heathen Army. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Uh, which will be coming out probably in February. Uh, there is a song um, about Hobart Freeman from the point of view of Mel Grider in it. So oh, okay. Be that was the one that we heard. Yes, that yes. was awesome. Uh, tell us where can we find your music? Uh, it's, if you just go on Spotify, it's there. Uh, we only record our worst songs, though. <laughs> <laughs> and but this one's different. Well, I mean, we record. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The, the, the problem with recording something is, as soon as you do it, you want to. Change everything. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It becomes these sort of capsules in yeah. time. And, and we'll, of course, one of the things that we're, I'm, I, let's just say we are trying to do more <laughs> as uh, Blood in the Cornfields is we're trying to post events yes. more often, uh, let the community know or our community of followers know that, hey, these events are going on South Bend, Goshen, whatever. Uh, so hopefully if Brides and Neptune has another show coming up, we'll be able to plug you guys. Yeah. Uh, that's not Nave. Would be no, we guy. will. We will. We just had we practice, and I didn't hear any any breakup talk yet. So. <laughs> We've been together for eight years too. Which is, that is wow. a long That's time. That's amazing. Yeah, longest any of us. We didn't intend. I mean, it wasn't just like it just sort of fell into it. So I remember actually. I'm going to share a funny story because the first time I ever heard you guys, instant fan. Oh. For one, <laughs> because you played uh, you you played the song uh, "Dead Flowers." Yeah, yeah. Bring me dead flowers yeah, every morning. Yeah. Stones, yeah. yeah. Uh, your cover of it was amazing and I you know metalhead through and through so I was just like Luke what are you taking me to I don't want to go to this it's folk music you know I don't like that and like he goes no no you'll really like them and then so the first time I saw you all play I was just like oh my god these people are fucking awesome and been been big fans ever since so we try anytime that you 
post, you know, something that you're you're you have a, a show coming up. We try our best to try to make it every time. Well, thank you very yeah. much. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we are very big fans. Uh, very biased. You do awesome work. Oh, you, you do the Lord's work. Uh, <laughs> what which Lord? Which one? Yeah. <laughs> As above, so below. <laughs> so uh, thank you all so much again. Yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yes, no, appreciate it. Definitely. Look, Look after, after each, each other, other and good, good night, so it was. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>